everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Space Explorer Podcast. I'm Seth Krakowski, and with me, as always, is Jared Sanders. How are you? What's going on, guys? I'm doing great. So we have we actually have we actually have like a actual like four minute episode this week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try it out. So uh, let's go over some of the quick news this week, and we're actually not starting with Artemis this time. Uh, which is the first for <laughs> like four weeks. Um, yep. We actually get to talk about SpaceX and we get to talk about Starship. Yeah. Who doesn't love Starship? So, and it was, yeah, this last week there was a, a Verge documentary on, on, on Starbase area. And that was, we were just talking about that uh, before the show. And it, for someone who's been down there twice now, I know it's a good amount of people done. They got it pretty well. Like they, I think they, nice. they did a pretty good job at, as kind of like documenting the people mm-hmm. who are down there and how they're, you know, why they're down there. It's, it's an interesting, like, kind of like feel like, I don't feel like I don't go down there. I don't want to move down there and live down there, but like, I know there's a lot of people who do and they love it down there and they enjoy kind of living in that area where they get to see this rocket get developed, which is, which is cool. Like I, I've gone yeah. on the price now and it's super fun to kind of be in that area, kind of watch it all happen. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not my area to be detailed into that. Uh, everything all the time. It's a lot. Like that's someone's full time job, I feel like. So, but uh, it's super freaking awesome. I, I think they did a pretty good job. So, go over to the uh, the Verge's YouTube channel. They have a really good documentary on that. Yeah, and just I'll chime in for anybody that hasn't been down there. I personally haven't been down there, but um, or over. I guess for me, it's over there. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, it, I think they did a, pr- a pretty good job, like you said, of, of documenting um, the lifestyle and the culture there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because there's tons of documentation right on the actual events that are going on. Right, you can tune mm-hmm. into to what's actually happening on base. But um, it, it was a cool insight to see the culture that's slowly been building there for whatever amount of time, and um, and each one of those people to sort of kind of see that twinkle in their eye and. And their like hopefulness of that, you know, this is actually going to lead to something yeah. bigger in the future of humanity. So that was that was a cool insight to see. But um, yeah, it's got a little flavor of of different types of people. No matter uh, you get to see all the spectrums of all the people down yep. there. And 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 our friend Nick got got pretty well featured in there. Uh, yep. So it's all super cool to see uh, to see that stuff pop up and kind of see the, uh, the the behind the scenes of the coverage you see down there. Yep, you get exactly. See yeah, yeah. All the people they... who kind of bring the coverage and you get to see the behind them and know who they are. Yep. And what happened uh, just a few days? Uh, was it yesterday? I think right. Yeah, this was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was yesterday. We actually, we got a stack fire from Booster Seven. Uh, Booster Seven is, of course, the, the current the current project down there for testing wise they kind of get their, their next steps for getting this thing orbital um, and it is i'm gonna i'm gonna play it with the sound just because it sounds freaking awesome but if it plays i love twitter oh i heard something there we go so that's just seven all right it sounds if you're awesome. listening to the podcast um we were watching the video of it actually yeah. happening. I, get, I don't know if they I should be able to pull the audio and like have you guys listen to the audio. So yeah, like, okay, it is. Cool. It is awesome. Like it, it sounds super awesome. Um, I'm gonna just play it again without the audio though. Um, that was seven engines. That's the first time they've ever had uh seven seven Raptor engines fire all at the same time. They've done a lot of test firing at McGregor, where they that's their mm-hmm. development kind of area. Um, they've done a bunch of individual test firings, even down here at Starbase. Bunch of testing, like like just pre-testing of the the startups and systems yep. and stuff like that 
And now they finally actually like got to do the stack fire, which it's just, I mean, again, this is the first of many. Like, they're getting it back up and started on um, on fires, on stack fires down there, on testing. They have Booster Sevens now. Um, that was kind of like, not as, not as finished, but it's 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 back to the uh, the manufacturing area. So they took that down. I don't, well, they're, taking, they're probably going to be taking it down now, but they brought Booster 8 out, which, again, if you got to be following this up like hardcore, I totally forgot that Booster 8 even was built. Um, yeah. He just said Booster 8's rolling out. I'm like, oh, cool. So that'd be like a couple days. I'll probably still finish these out. Like, no, they rolled it out that night. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Booster 8 was was complete. Um, so they're gonna now do testing the booster eight, take booster seven back, probably do some some detailed uh testing, you know, looking over it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's super cool to see Starship back in action. Yeah, I think the coolest whenever they show these static fires and you can, you know, have a chance to either watch it online or, you know, if it's even better in person, I imagine. <laughs> to me, it's always amazing how um they're they're static firing it but they're actually keeping that thing pinned to the ground you know yeah. like because it's still it still just doesn't look like physics should work that way um because they're putting so much force out of the bottom of that and it's still pinned to the ground but uh yeah it is cool to see and the the crazy thing is that they're only doing this for like a couple seconds yeah like yep. there's all their tests like spacex used to do full duration test fires of their falcon rockets uh falcon mm-hmm. 9 falcon heavy like i know the falcon heavy just before their demo did a full duration and they did a few for um before crude flights um and certain flights of uh, important flights of their their Falcon Nine, uh but now they've gotten to the point where like they just they like just like start them up for like a second and shut them down right away like all right good yeah we're, we're good to go it works yeah we know we know it's gonna they work sort of already know yep mm-hmm. so I don't know that they just they've been doing a lot of longer duration tests at McGregor so I'm sure they know like if they're gonna find an issue long duration firing of these things they're gonna find it on the ground before it goes in the air so they're not and that's not kind of the point of of starbase starbase is more of the launching area well you know it's in that middle middle area of development and and launching right um so booster uh, whether or not when it's going to happen we're going to talk about this later in the show but whether or not when it's going to happen you know it's it's probably going to be some more time like i mean we're we're a few weeks from a few weeks from two weeks out um (laughs) that's what i've been saying uh i feel like you just keep on adding in a few weeks and that just reminded me of that hulu plus commercial hulu plus 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 i think plus plus how many pluses are this yeah yeah well you'll be wild to watch this on spacex plus so uh the orbital launch so all right super cool moving on we have a lot actually a good amount of mars news too because we have another mars item that that actually was super popular this week um yeah kind of like came out of nowhere Yep. For what happened. Yeah. And this was um, obviously you're showing, there you go, showing this was uh, <laughs> published on our site here. But um, Perseverance found some organic matter um, on Mars. Um, so obviously, you know, that spikes a lot of news of extraterrestrial activity or possibly <laughs> fossils uh, found that there was life on Mars at some point uh, way in the past. Um, but the gist of it is they did find something. Um, they're only able to test so much on surface there because the machine is, I'm sorry, the rover's only able to test so much while it's out there. Um, I believe it wasn't built to do, obviously, you know, full analysis like it would be if they were to bring something back. Um, mm-hmm. So in order That's to determine point. whether <laughs> whether or not this is actually like real living life form, they would need to actually bring that back to earth yep. to, to do like the full analysis. Um, but yeah, organic, super cool. Organic matter doesn't mean life. There's no, there's no Martians yet. 
No, maybe <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not so yet, this yeah. was, and they're drilling. I, I'm assuming uh, they are going to do. Uh, I'm sure they did like a a natural, like proper um, sample for their for what they're going to do when they're going to return it. Um, yeah. The, the the wider holes are are not in the wider and shallow holes. Those aren't the ones for um, return. But I'm assuming these smaller holes on the left, maybe the one in the center, it looks a little weird. But the one on the left mm-hmm. looks like it's that's one of those bore holes that they for uh, yep. core to bring back. Um, and there's going to be a whole bunch of these samples that are going to kind of drill um, and they're going to leave in a little deposit and uh, they'll pick up on a possibly future mission details. Yeah. They're, they're slowly building out the details of, of that return. Yeah. Mission. I think they're, they're trying to hopefully get them back or retrieve in it the by 2030s? like 2030, 20, yeah. yeah in the there. 2030s or so. Yep. Yep. So still quite a ways out, but um, by then who knows, maybe Artemis may have launched its first mission by then. So maybe we'll have know. Starship probably on Mars. <laughs> yeah. We won't need a return mission. We'll just send someone to go pick them up. That would be cool. That would be super cool. Speaking of Artemis, uh, yeah, we do have an update. Uh, I don't have anything to show for this, but yeah, we do have like we did get a briefing yesterday. We're like we're we're recording this the day before um, our NASA is going to be producing their uh, do their cryo demo, like cryo testing demo day. I guess it's like it's not a full set. It's not a um, not a launch. It's not a uh dress rehearsal it's just this cryo feeling uh kind of demo because the last two lunch attempts had some pretty serious issues with feeling of hydrogen and so they're they're working out a new way of feeling uh in a press briefing yesterday they, they mentioned that it's going to be a gentler easier loading process so that pretty much means it's going to be slower um <laughs> <laughs> in layman's, in layman's terms that, <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be a, slow, a gentle process seems a little a weird, gentle process yes. they did talk about i didn't know this they did just discuss the difference between loading um they don't pump it in so they pump they use a pump to put uh the liquid oxygen in because that's liquid oxygen is pretty they said they described it some of the water mm-hmm. so you can actually use a pump for hydrogen because of how small how light it is you have to use pressure Right, which explains the gentler, like their way of using it. it's going to be gentler. Okay. Than that I mean, yeah, that makes pressure, a lot more maybe. Sense. Okay, yeah, uh, and they're going to use lower pressure. I guess like just not push it as hard. Uh, but they have to kind of do this whole process. I don't know how much they're. They, I don't think they mentioned how much they're going to actually feel the rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, they might feel it up all the way. They might only feel it partially. Um, just to kind of get that process done for see how long they're going to have to change their yeah. their their uh, launch countdown process when they. Do a template launch, possibly, if everything goes well, more asterisks. Uh, on September 27th, uh, this is their next launch date. They're still waiting on the waiver. Uh, they said they're still in technical talks of the waiver yep. uh, with the with the range on their flight termination system. Uh, so, again, our weekly Artemis 1 update. Uh, was at the beginning of the show. Not this so time. great. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was 10 minutes into the show, but we still yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can tell you now. Right, right. Yeah. Not I don't know. It's 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 like the wind, man. It's it's like these this next topic that we're gonna actually dive into here in a second. It's like, you know, the weather. Like you never know yeah, what you're gonna get. This is a great transition to like <laughs> our next topic, which is weather, because it this is kind of our, our, our main point for, for this week is we are getting into the um the the season of hurricanes it's getting into yep. the wet season it's getting to the stormy season down in florida uh, if anyone who's lived in florida i lived down there for four years you you live live down there yep. um and same with a few other our, our, our reporters all live down there like this is the time of year where you don't know the weather like you don't know what's gonna happen next week you could be doing just fine next week or you can have a hurricane so 
One part that kind of like brought this up is because SpaceX had a, a Starlink launch that scrubbed five times through the weather, which yep. I was joking like not that long before that they launched. I was like, man, I don't remember the last time SpaceX scrubbed for weather. Like it was like mm-hmm. they had a technical scrub like a few months ago, which was really, really weird. And like SpaceX used to scrub a lot for um, upper level winds because yep. they have a very long, skinny rocket. And so upper level winds very... Um, uh, can if, when you go up a level wind shear, which is where you go to one level of the atmosphere and winds going like north, going north, and then you go up a couple other feet and it's going south, mm-hmm. it's going east. Like that, those stresses are like super easy to break Falcon 9 because of how thin and how long it is. So, um, they, they used to scrub a lot for that kind of stuff. They don't really scrub that often. And all of a sudden, f- five yeah, scrubs in like- a row. I was tell- I was talking to somebody because they were asking. They're like, uh, when it actually went up that night, it was it was raining pretty bad, at least in in south of Brevard County. Yeah, um, and I was like, usually unless there's like crazy lightning or some crazy wind activity, they'll usually let it let it fly. Now they don't they don't really like you know oh, yeah. an like, eye at it. But, um, we've never had to worry about like weather. Also, yeah. like it was five days in a row of just. Like one of the countdowns actually went down to one second, then they scrubbed, which was yep. kind of odd because I feel within <laughs> that, thir- that 30 second range, they probably would have known whether or not it was good to yeah, go. Yeah, but- like they used they do this a lot. They used to do this when they did have like you know, when weather was an issue, like last year, I felt like it was. They would go down the one second a lot and be like, We don't like they would even say, like, rain, like weather's red. But we're gonna mm-hmm. go down as far as you can in the count and see if it turns green just for that split second. Um, I think it depends on like the weather, what weather it is, because sure. some weather can change within like seconds of it being in yeah. of good conditions. Yep. So they might have been like just waiting to see, like maybe it'll go green like right the last yeah. second. And yeah, and I guess at that point, if you're waiting, I mean, if you're you know ten seconds to one second to you know, they've already like you know, yeah, a minute. It's left all costing the same amount of money at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you might as well pretty go down much. to the last the last beat. Yeah, but the more important issue with this is is with Artemis coming up. Because yeah, so let's talk about like the craziness that might be projected for this because of uh, because of this little buddy right here, um, right right here. I'm circling it. pretty much if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, there's a nice big red. Uh, they call these investigation zones or disturbance zones. I can't remember what the actual proper term is. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I was using I was I was using the cursor on the wrong screen. Here we go. This one right here. This this nice little. Uh, 80% chance of cyclone formation in the next five days. Yep. Um, so, of course, like any rocket, you can't launch during a hurricane. You can't launch during bad weather. SLS is going to be susceptible to that, as always. Um, the issue also is that um, they don't want SLS out there. Right, right. Oh, so, yeah, like during the scrub of these five scrubs that, um, that the Starlink mission had, they actually... L- they lowered the rocket down, put it horizontal one, and then they, ra- they raised it back up, which obviously yep. is a great, <laughs> a great, like, luxury yeah, when you have, them, SLS does not have that. <laughs> all the other rockets down in Florida have the ability to either like SpaceX be horizontal. Mm-hmm. And if it's really bad, they can bring yep. it back into their hangar at the pad yep. or like Atlas and Delta. They have vertical facilities. They can roll it back. And it's like a couple, it's like a football, it's like a hundred yards. Like it's, it's super short. Yep. SLS is a big rocket. It's a huge rocket. So there's a lot more moving parts, a lot more concern you have to take in with moving that bigger rocket. And it's like three miles away. Is right. there is there is there a structure to protect it? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's essentially trying to roll like a two liter on a roller skate down your just like down the driveway, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so they need three and a half days. So that's the same three days. Some reports are saying three and a half days. I, I would believe that NASA is rounding down that number. So I'm gonna go with three and a half days. Uh, sounds a lot like like NASA would. And so right now, Hurricane Fiona is kind of like the main one people are talking about. But that one's, uh, if you look at the track, it's gonna it's not even gonna touch the United States. Uh, that was a kind yeah, of concern gonna, for a it, bit. It'll be passed by then. That it might go up the east coast of Florida, but it kind of got strong a little too quickly and. And it kind of went north. By the way, if you're a space nerd on the space coast, you practically also become a weather nerd at the same time. Um, it goes hand in hand. So I, I was a big hurricane guy growing up, so I know way too much about hurricanes. Um, but this next Michigan site, let's go to some models here. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna get detailed into this thing right now. All right. Uh, if you're <sighs> listening, you may want to go back and check out the video on this because this is you're gonna uh, want to check the video on this one if you're listening. Yeah. But I, of course. Uh, hurricanes, especially at this early in stage, I'll, I'll note this: mm-hmm. we have no idea where this thing's going to go. This thing can go all the way hit Mexico, or it could hit New York. Like at this point, yep, there, there's a pretty big range on, on where this thing could hit. Um, but uh, the early models are pretty much showing. I'll jump ahead a couple hours, as you can see in this chart. If I go up to 24 hours, you see this low pressure. That's Fiona. Don't worry about that. I'll go to 144 hours out. Mm, let's go to 216. 216. You start to see it. Kind of pop up. Yeah, let's go back to 144. And that's that's the hours are from today, right? You're counting. Yeah, from today. Uh, I might yep. not have updated this from the last time. Um, I have not refreshed and updated it, but this might be a little different from what I remember seeing it. But you'll see that it goes pretty much. It's gonna. It's projected to go up the Gulf Coast of Florida into South uh, yeah. Central Florida, which begs the question. Uh what is NASA going to do? Is it it's not technically a direct hit? It's on the other side of the state. I could see them go like both ways, right? Like I could see them going yeah, like, but it's, I could, oh, man, I could I totally see them like it, attempting to launch on the 27th. And then like, Oh, then after, if after the launch attempt, then we'll try to roll it back. But at that point, they have right. a day of defueling and then they only have two days to roll it back. Um, right. And then, uh, but that's on the other side of the state. I don't know. They can also like just straight up say it. I, I this is kind of this would be kind of nice if I'm driving down there and hopefully on Sunday uh, <laughs> I'll be starting my trip. It'd be nice when they come out like on like after the we also gotta wait for the crowd test. So thing we gotta wait for the crowd test to go well, right? Then we have to wait for them to see if they get the waiver, and now yeah. we gotta see if the weather's gonna be good. There's a couple checkpoints. The weather's sort of like I feel like the least of their worries right now, right? They gotta get yeah out of their worries this is the least. But this is kind of what we got looking. This is what we got for the next like month, two months. Right. We got. Yep. Again, we're projected uh, according to the University of Colorado. We're projected to have. I'm sorry, Colorado State. Sorry, my bad. Not University of Colorado State. My bad. Um, anyone who goes to those colleges, I'm sorry, I mixed it, mixed them up. Uh, Colorado State say that we're going to have another above average year of hurricanes. Um, and if we go back to this, you know, like this guy just popped out of nowhere. Like they can, they can't, they, they can mm-hmm. just show up out of nowhere. Um, and all of a sudden yeah. in a week you're, you're dealing with a hurricane. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, living in South Florida one day and there was a, I don't know what hurricane it was, um, was coming to Florida. We're just like, Oh, it's not going to hit us. It'll be fine. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And we didn't see, we weren't we're at work. We we're a busy day. We didn't check the newest forecast. And it went from, we were in Fort Lauderdale. It went from like going through the Straits of Florida in one day. It projected the gate. I was like, dead on. <laughs> and also we like go down the, the, the elevator. The elevator doors open up and like 
the putting the like the sheet metal along the glass on our building, and we're just like, oh, sandbag. Maybe on we the should ground. take this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should have prepared for this. I didn't think it was gonna gonna hit us, but yeah, it's hitting us. All right. So yeah, like these. Well, the other thing is like, like that that projection that you just showed, um, where it's sitting out on the middle of the state because it, it looks like it's gonna go up the the west coast side of Florida, right? But mm-hmm. depending on how large the the system is, the like is it could still affect. The yeah, it could still a, the, right. The uh, Florida the isn't ends. a wide a wide state, and hurricanes right. it are doesn't like take it doesn't take a lot for, for one storm to cover the entire state. Yeah, and and hurricanes can get quite large, and their effect can get even larger than what they look like. Like winds yep. and elsewise can be much. Yeah, much, and it's usually um, it's a little dangerous on the outsides because you know tornadoes whip up from those sides and then you know you get a lot more wind sometimes on the outside so um i could definitely see them being a little bit more precautious and wanting i would to, hope to hold out yeah, yeah i mean I, I would hope but um who knows at this the, point, like, it... <laughs> the worst case scenario ever could be like this thing gets off the ground but it's because of a tornado or a hurricane and not because <laughs> my worst case scenario like, is, actually... here's my <laughs> these are fly um my worst case scenario would be like they attempt to launch on Tuesday. They mm-hmm. go, all right, like we're, we're really good. Like it takes us three days to roll it in. We can, we can launch, we can do a launch attempt yep. on Tuesday and then detank it and roll it back right away. Right. And they get to the point where like, it's like then Thursday and they're like, then they're, they're just starting to roll. Cause like three days, is not rolling it three days. It's like de hooking everything from right, the pad, right. preparing it's, it's like to roll 12 it. hours to roll it and then like the last thing they do is roll it back and all of a sudden they're at yeah. the point where like oh my gosh the storm's like getting here we don't have time to roll this thing back all the way like right. we have to like and there's like storming outside and they're sort of trying to roll it in while wow, it's like the storm starts coming in and it gets yeah, so you can, it's not like before. you can throw a, it's not like you can throw a rope around it and just like anchor it down right? anchor it down <laughs> yeah so that's like the worst case scenario but then again like this storm could also any model like it's so it's one again let's look at the it's 80 percent chance so there's there's a chance it doesn't even turn into a storm but it's a low chance um and it could still just go right to the gulf of mexico like we, this yeah but then again there's also <clears throat> if we go back to the uh the model here i wanted to show you guys this if we just go a couple hours more a, a few days later i mean Oh, well, look, there's another one. Hey, now there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now there's two of them. Um, but, yeah, so we don't have any information on that. That's just straight off, off of, of models that what could come out of it. Um, right. Primarily, it's like it's not guessing, but it's it's educated guessing. Uh, there are people smarter than me make these, so I believe them when they come up with them. So That's like we'll following have to... the, line, the, the line on, like, DraftKings, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just gonna sit tight and just wait and see what happens yeah. with the weather because yeah, but it, like, it, like i said earlier they still got to get through those first two critical checkpoints right tomorrow is obviously yeah. a big one tomorrow's and a big point approval yeah do the cryo de- demo and they got to proof of the waiver yeah. um then they have to actually then determine can they launch on tuesday um, exactly so yeah uh, and then, but and also this whole weather, it doesn't affect just Artemis. I mean, Artemis is a big one coming up. Crew five is on, is on yeah. October 3rd. That second There's hurricane. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming behind it. Yeah. That hurricane, that, that second, I mean, even having that hurricane off into the, um, on, on the coast, that the remnant of the hurricane going up along the, the East coast mm-hmm. could affect, 
um, Crew 5 launching because they need to have right. enough abort zones along its path going up the East Coast and into um, the British Isles um, to to make sure that they can safely abort and, and recover the crew. Yep. If that would happen. Um, so that that also comes in. Plus also just the second hurricane coming in, like it's going to mess up some weather on launch day, uh, local local weather as well. So, and then I'm not going to be like, upset if 500,000 people don't show up for this round. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like obviously pr- people are probably a little gun shy because, you know, the possibility of it scrubbing again. Things scrub. are sort of, yeah, things are sort of like up in the air. And then obviously the weather hopefully will deter some of that extra traffic. <laughs> I I was laughing. I'm I, I'm laughing this thing. I'm like I'm gonna be leaving Sunday, possibly, to drive down, and there's a hurricane coming, and I'm driving in the Florida with a hurricane. I don't live in Florida. Like like people who fly back home for, for like hurricanes that live there, totally makes sense. Yeah. You live there, you want to make sure you're there, make sure everything's <laughs> safe. I don't live here. Why am I coming? Right. <laughs> like right. yeah. So I I'm already expecting like I'm also preparing for like I'm north of Atlanta. I'm gonna drive down there, and like they 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 delay it. Like, I'm just all right. I'll stop at World of Coca Cola yes, and then I'll drive home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you guys haven't been the World of Coca Cola in Atlanta, you got to go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's weather is going to be insane. It's going to be unpredictable for the next few weeks. Come, come launch for these launches out of Florida, launches out of California. They are also picking up some hurricanes along, um, you know, the side of Mexico. They don't usually make it up that far up to where Vandenberg is. Um, I don't remember the last time a hurricane's hit. No, like yeah, Southern California. Yeah, yeah, like I don't, I don't even, I don't even think they even. I mean, I, I lived there for twelve plus years, and we didn't have one. So, man, imagine <laughs> that. I, mean, I remember snow fell one time, like in that, and like in a big. It was like it was like a quarter of an inch fell in like Atlanta, and people freaked out. Like, yeah, I can't remember what we it was. Snow, it was my like, second year snow fell in L.A., and that was weird. Yeah, weird. yeah, that's what it was. It was like it was like a quarter. <laughs> it wasn't like it's like a half an inch or something like that. It wasn't that much. We yeah, guys don't have the facilities like, to deal with it. Like you know, everybody screaming salt. The day after tomorrow scenarios and <laughs> just imagine I mean, a well, hurricane. So if you go, if you go a couple hours outside of LA, you know, it, it you're right in the mountains, so it's it's not too far. But if you go up north, yeah, yeah, but far, in the city area, altitude. yeah, it was definitely strange. Sorry, in the altitude, yeah, you get higher altitude wise. Yeah, snow. But uh, yeah, just imagine a hurricane hitting LA. That would just uh, how would that even work? Weird. Well, that would be so weird. Like, like, what would even? I don't know, man. I mean, would people would probably be happy because there's like a drought right now. And <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. the rain could actually be nice. That actually would be yeah. yeah. Dude, okay, we're, we're hurricane for LA, not for Florida. How about that? <laughs> oh, we shouldn't have a hurricane in LA. That'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. So that's gonna be it pretty much for uh for going in with weather. Like it's it's just gonna be crazy. Yeah. So. But on the bright side, let's say things go well, and it is the 27th, we might be doing this in a different location next week. Dude, that'd be, yeah, because we might, right. if, yeah, yeah, we might be doing this from the press site. That'd be yeah. dope. Yeah, we got, I don't know how we'll be able to do it. Well, I mean, internet's kind of crap. Yeah, I like, don't know about live, we, but <laughs> we might be at least able to record and then get we it. We might out. have to record it and post it afterwards. Yeah, we yeah. could totally do that. But, uh... <laughs> No, that would, would the possibilities are endless. There's so much room right. for activities out there on the press site. Possibilities yep. are endless. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's jump into the the third segment of our new format, which um, 
this is probably the one I'm the most excited about because I think this is sort of where you can just let things kind of fly off the handle a little bit. There's going to be a lot of Artemis 2 talk. Like, we're, I'm looking at the time like, man, we're just talking about Artemis a lot today. I know, uh, I know. But it's going to be like that right until we said that, until it gets off the ground. Until it gets off the ground, it's going to be <laughs> Artemis. We're just going to change our name to the Space Explorer Artemis show, and that's pretty much what it is. So uh, it was a comment. NASA, the NASA Administrator Bill Nelson made a uh, uh, made a comment this last week, which I'm not dissing him oh wait hang on hang on so well so for everybody so this third segment now we're kind of like coining as like hot takes or opinions oh yeah just sort of uh just like a little personal perspective on on sort of like what's going out there or this is a good a good place for us to just throw questions out there um Mm -hmm. and of course if you guys ever have any questions write them into the show and we'd love to cover it in this in this section yeah so Nelson made a made, made some comments for a interview. Uh, or I wasn't sure if it was an interview. He just made some comments for for an article uh, of, from Newsweek. Um, the article kind of kind of outlined the the troubles that the, that NASA was having with Artemis One getting off the ground, and then commercial crew program. And it was kind of like a general article. There wasn't really anything new inside of it. It was just kind of these two comments he made um, about kind of how the commercial crew program was, was kind of like looked at and he here's, here's pretty much the quote is uh, when there was a the beginning of the space cargo and crew programs, the two serious bidders were SpaceX and Boeing and everyone poo pooed SpaceX and said, Oh, Boeing is a legacy company said Nelson. Uh, well, guess who is about to make a sixth flight and for his, as his first test flight of astronauts and guess who's still on the ground. <sighs> Nelson, you're the one who poo pooed them. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get I, I, his comment. Like he has made a one, I don't know if he's just a he's a perfect politician and he doesn't. Well, he doesn't, that's what I was gonna say. He is a politician, so like obviously, yeah. I think he he's making the switch over to be pro commercial because that is the way everything's going. So he needs to be on the good side of things. Okay. But when he was senator for Florida, he was part of the group that was poo pooing, not just poo pooing SpaceX, but just poo pooing commercial mm-hmm. commercialization in, in the in yep. general, and. He actually did want to defund commercial. He he stated he it was more of a suggestion in a hearing, but when you make these suggestions public, that's kind of what you want to do. He yeah. wanted to take the six billion that was over the five or so years that that uh, President Obama projected when they first started this and put it just put it towards SLS. Um, I also love that he's also throwing well, shade at Boeing. Um, who, he could also go ahead, go ahead, finish your thoughts. Sorry, yeah, I, I I like how he's also throwing shade at Boeing who, yes, are having issues with Starliner. Um, they're also the prime contractor for SLS. So <laughs> he, he then goes on to the end of the, uh, end, of the, uh, the end of the article. He makes another comment about how SLS is a great rocket and SLS, um, you know, you can't replace a Starship. SpaceX a Starship, SpaceX Starship can't replace SLS because it's not crew rated and it can't launch Orion, even though like he has like, I feel like he has in. such like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's such a politician answer of like both open and welcoming to the new technology, but also closed-minded and not like understanding that like, yes, Starship can replace SLS because it is planning on being created and it is capable of going to the moon. It is capable of returning, just not the HLS version. Like he's like so close to the HLS version. The HLS version can't launch crew. It can't return, but like other versions can like, it's just like, it's such a weird comment from him. And at the end of the article, I, I did kind of say like he's made a switch. He has, you know, pushed for for more commercialization. It's awesome. It's great. 
but man, it's really annoying to hear him talk. Like sometimes on on like on things where he like he goes back and forth, and it's just so weird. Yeah, it's like a bunch of uh, like backhanded compliments, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like he, I, so. Yeah, I guess the the alternative, right, is he could have he could have doubled down with his, you know, because originally you said mm-hmm. he wanted the six billion dollars to go to SLS. Well, at this point, he could say. If we had the six billion dollars, maybe we would have actually been successful by now. <laughs> Dude, that would have caused so much. It's like, listen, you got so much more. Like that was back when like SLS wasn't even being developed. Like right, they did right. get six billion more dollars. They got so much more, yeah. so much more money with the delays they've had over like the last like ten years, something like that. Like, yeah, like <laughs> they they got their money and they still get and they, they're still running the problems with you know. Yeah. And that like it is a hard problem? It is a hard problem to do. Like developing a new rocket, they could have totally. We're not even going to open up the can of worms that is of why do they need to have S less the way it is? But right, yeah, we we won't even even go down that road at the moment because that is just so that's just a huge can of worms we don't want to open. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, but like a little bit much it, for for this. It is it is a hard that. thing. They didn't need to be that hard, but they chose it, and you know it, it, it's it's a good struggle. It's a hard struggle. Yeah, so I think that, and that kind of brings me to my my sort of hot take at this point. Um, a few things. One, and I, we talked about this a little bit offline before we started here today. Um, why why did they pick the, this goes back up into our weather. Why did they pick the worst time of year to try to get this thing off the ground? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they knew they were going to have their own complications and then throwing Mother Nature in there, you know, on top of that to boot. But my hot take is, who's going to get there first? Is this is this now sort of like the clock is really ticking, and are we eventually going to see that Starship sort of supersedes this, um, and SpaceX gets there first? You know, I mean, like, yeah, it's pretty far out there, right? But at the same time, like, it's it's definitely conceivable. I would love to see Artemis just get pushed back to November. Like, it makes mm-hmm. it makes sense weather wise. It gives them time to just do so much more testing. Yep. On the other hand, they can do all the testing in the world, and the issue that they ran into last time never showed up in any other testing. Right. So doing another month and a half of testing like doesn't really matter. Yeah, like, at some point you gotta shoot your shot, right? You gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah, you shoot your shot eventually. Um, it would it would just it would solve up so many, it would make life so much easier. Yeah, for me and probably for a lot of other reporters, they just went in November, but you know, I guess they they're dead set on launching as soon as possible. They're, so they now they're they're light up now with not just hurricane season but also crew five is launching and like it, it does it, it would be uh, it seems like they've they've they're pushing themselves like range wise like such like so stressful that they really don't need to um but then again that's their call to make and they're making that call and so we're just gonna live yep. with it <laughs> so on the end of like on who's gonna go first like i i still think Armist one has a leg up right now because they sure have a, yeah they I mean, have a rocket out there right they it's have already a, out there Step one, you need a rocket that can fly. Uh, step two, uh, you need to have it at the launch pad that can be right. that's you know capable of launching. Um, so right now, SpaceX has doesn't have a rocket necessarily yet that can launch. Um, and their launch pad, uh, last you know, according to the the mitigated findings, still needs some work to be actually legible for for launching. However, SpaceX moves really fast, right? Um, and so that's my point. Uh, is like, like a few months of delays, like to November. Yep. 
totally <clears throat> possible um, to have you know something maybe separate. At least have it be ready to launch. Like who knows if if FAA wise, that's going to be a whole other thing. Our red yeah, tape yeah. I mean, there's, the there's definitely a lot more red tape to go through, right? For them, but mm-hmm. I, and I guess this is just more of like the bigger picture. Like you know, are we are we seeing just the beginnings of like some serious troubles for Artemis as we go down this road to a point where it's like, all right, oh, yeah. guys, we got to pull this back and like really rethink the timeline. You know, maybe we're looking at like a year out again or, you know, whatever that timeline is. Right. And then you should, like you said, SpaceX works extremely fast, right? Because they have mm-hmm. those capabilities of doing everything on under their own roof. So it helps, you know, processes and just, just efficiency altogether. So um yeah that, that it's it's obviously a really really far-fetched idea but um but maybe not depending depending on how things go with Artemis one it's it's i think it's a coin flip uh i would guarantee though uh there should be or i would there should be an orbital starship before Artemis two so, <laughs> that's yeah. not launched until 2024 they got two right. years to catch up on that one yep. so i think yep. they should be pretty good on that or a year and a half yep. maybe yep. yeah and then i guess just one last thought to piggyback off of sort of the comments from um from Nelson, like does Artemis's shortcomings now and NASA's sort of shortcomings really leave the door open for, you know, more private companies to really start, you know, stepping in and, and, you know, kind of taking over. This is, this is going to be the last rocket that NASA, you know, owns and builds itself. I mean, it doesn't mean building itself, but contracts out the build and and own itself. So after this, you know, uh, you have New Glenn coming up, and you have you have all these other commercial options that are going to come up and, and actually be way more financially viable. Um, I honestly, I, I honestly think that SLS won't even make it through the entire Artemis program before it gets before it gets canceled. I think there's just going to be so many more commercial options that someone goes, okay, let's find a way to do Artemis without SLS and Orion, which would yep. hurt a lot of people job wise because those are really big job opportunities for a lot of different people in the South and and, and certain you know, other defense contractors, but it's just going to, when, con- you know, it's, 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 it's kind of thing of Congress wants to keep things around for job wise. Cause they don't want to be the Senator that, that, you know, kind of. Well, I ruins- think it spans multiple, like many States, right? There's like, it's all 50 States. All yeah. and like, I think almost all the, all the territories. Right. Um, but a lot of those jobs are in like Mississippi and Alabama and Florida right, right, right. and like Denver, like, uh, like there's a lot and a lot of those, those congressmen don't want to don't want to vote against it because they want they want to lose their constituents' jobs. But like yep. financially, like then there's gonna be a point where they look at the price of it and they go, "Is it worth it?" Like, yeah, can we find other ways to get these people jobs with that money? And like, you could probably use that elsewhere. So, yep, yep. So it's it's gonna be that's gonna be the, I think the struggle going forward is is yep. this is definitely NASA's last last mission, last rocket not mission, but last rocket they're gonna build. But how long is it going to last until they decide fully commercial? So right, which is that is a big question mark. So that's it for the show. Food for thought. thought. Um, And thank everyone for listening. Thank you for watching our episode as well. Um, You can find us uh, at all the all the big podcasting services wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at a Space Explorer YouTube channel. You can also listen to us on the our website at spaceexplorer.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at space. Seth Kirk, uh, S E T H K U R K. That's space word too much. Uh, I was going to say, is there just... a space space Seth out there? <laughs> Seth, <At> space Seth. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, and then you can follow Jared at at Hyperlight H Y P R L Y T E on all social platforms. And we'll see you guys all next week. Bye.